Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. My voice is cracked there. That yeah. means a growth spurt's coming. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow will be 6-3. Are we on YouTube? A new. Oh, it looks like it's, only, it's coming fast, man. Yeah. Can you imagine the spike in female demographic at 10 o'clock when I roll in here? I can't imagine there will be a bigger nice. spike in female viewership than from the hours of 9.59 to 10.01. Like you're just going to see that number fly up. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to be big. Huge. Speaking of uh, big and huge, Jackson, you got to go through the text inbox today. Air Comfort Service to you, Russ. Because we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to this Thursday night's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Dodgers. This week's Bud Bash game features a limited edition Mike Matheny bobblehead. Text in to 314-399-9646 right now for your chance to score that four-pack of tickets to Thursday's Budweiser Bash at Bush Stadium for the Cardinals and Dodgers. Get all the details on this season series of Budweiser Bash Cardinals games now at cardinals.com. Slash promotions. There you go. Bud yeah. Bash. Text of the day. Send them on in. And you are going to pick it. Unilaterally, correct. Unilaterally. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there it is. 314-399-9646. Tickets to the Cardinals and Dodgers in pitching matchup after pitching matchup this weekend for that series. Yeah. Cardinals are going to be put to the test this week. Yeah. Red Hot Ball Club, Jackson. And what did you hear on this show for weeks on end? What did you hear? Uh... Broadcast excellence. Nice. That's true. But Nolan Arnato, the domino. And now he's raking. He and is. the Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la. Big time, yes. So encouraging to see Arnato hitting and, like, crushing them over the green monster, nonetheless. You know, that's a that's a nice feat to have. And if you're going to do it, perfect time to get right. Felt like the best hit ball was actually Andrew Kisner going to dead center. Dead Ooh, center at Fenway is a poke. It. DeYoung, it's like old Tiger Stadium. Dead center was like 440 or something. DeYoung, too. DeYoung, when they perfectly timed the uh, umpire cam last night to flip right when he was when up, he was, uh, and then he just hammered work. one. Hammered one. Also similar, kind of dead center there. So, yeah, it was great to see the offense come alive this weekend. A little Boston sweep. How do you do? What were you more enamored by in Boston yesterday? Jason Tatum or the Cardinals going 9-1 to finish off the sweep? The former, but uh, yesterday was like peak TV viewing because you got the Cardinals in, or you had the Celtics and Sixers game seven in the afternoon, led right into Sunday Night Baseball, watched the Cardinals, uh, you know, rake, and then succession to round it out. Perfect night, perfect day of viewing. So you sat in front of the television all day yesterday? No, so for the Cardinal game, I went to the gym and walked on the treadmill while watching it. 
walked on the treadmill. Yeah, Twenty-five t- years old. Twelve point twelve point zero incline. Three point five oh, okay. speed. All right, all right, all right. That, that, that's legit. Yeah. I just thought you might have been like walking and reading Ladue news yeah. and trying to see yourself in the glitterati shots. Three pound dumbbells in each hand. Right. Wrist braces. <laughs> Talking about who was at Napoli last night and how they looked and yeah. whose fillers are inflated. Listen, I like to feel pretty as much as the next guy, but uh, no, in this case, I was I was getting after a little bit. And then the commercial breaks, Tim. What I would do is I would run. So, would you really? So during what do you run the game, at? What do you run at? Uh, it was five point seven. Not too fast. Just trying to not too fast at all. Well, Very just concerning, trying candidly. Just trying to get a little bit of a sweat going, and then right when the game would come back from commercial, back to walking, and then up the incline. Uh, Jason Tatum game seven win. Congratulations, Jackson. Wow. Congratulations to all of St. Louis. We get to see. Matthew Kachuk lifts the chalice here in a few weeks, and Jason Tatum beats LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Yep, St. Louis will be, it'll it'll be like St. Louis is winning a Stanley Cup, and St. Louis is winning an NBA championship. There you go. Chaminade is winning. For real. Classmates of Chaminade, nonetheless. My Uh, my age. Um, We finally found a manager dumber than ours. Thanks, that's from the 314. I think that might have been Chairman Stephen Wildwood. Was it? Yeah. Uh, talking about Alex Cora, you know, the Cardinals did sweep, um, and that's just, you put a period on the end of the sentence. I gather he's making reference to Kenley Jansen in the appearances. Let me tell you something about Kenley Jansen, and I don't know, I don't know why I feel like I know this, because it's not like I'm pulling this off of fan graphs, but when I was watching that game on Friday night, and he walked, and I don't recall, was it DeYoung he walked on four pitches on Friday? I, I feel remember. like he walked DeYoung on four pitches in one of those games, one of the two blown saves. And I'm like, I'm fumbling to go live bet the Cardinals, because they're really down a run anyway. I, I just, he's a guy who I've seen enough. I mean, he has 400 saves, so, you know, if you watch baseball, you've seen plenty of Kenley Jansen. A decade ago, he was on the mound for the Dodgers trying to close out the Cardinals in game one, and uh, the Cardinals beat him. But, uh... The, this spot was one where I'm like, I've seen this before with this guy, and when he throws four straight balls, it's a screaming tell. It's Teddy KGB and rounders with the Oreo. You know what's going to happen. He's either just not going to be able to find the strike zone, or he kind of panics and then starts grooving pitches. And so Nolan Gorman gets him. The Cardinals come back and win that one. And as noted on the broadcast, Chip Carey made the observation, Jansen not right tonight, so Alex Cora is going to get him out of there, so he'll have the ability to use him tomorrow and only throw 20 pitches. And then it comes around again. He can bring him back out on Saturday, and he does. I was kind of surprised by that because I think that's pitching three and four days. Oh, yeah. But they did it, and the Cardinals got him again. Now, fair observation, I think we would all agree that if the Red Sox execute the double play, Kenley Jansen gets his job done. So it wasn't like the Friday night blown save. Nonetheless, the Cardinals capitalize on it again with the fielding error of uh, Kike Hernandez, and they come back and get Jansen again. And then last night, Miles Michaelis, now six straight outings of allowing three or fewer runs, plus you get offense all over the place, and it is a three-game sweep of the Boston Red Sox, which I would imagine would have played plus 500, but we had a caller into TMA say played paid plus 800. Wow. Jeez. That insane. surprises me. That's a, that's an aggressive number. Yeah. I've been monitoring the National League Central uh, wagering 
And now the Cardinals are down to plus 350, but second as far as the odds go, even though they are still in last place and still have the worst record in the National League. So if you got it at plus 700, my guess is it's not going to get better than that. Yeah, I, I would like imagine. to think that they have reached the low watermark. Now, with that said, still have pitching issues in the rotation. Miles Michaelis seemingly has righted the ship, but overall uh, the pitching issues uh, aren't necessarily fixed. The reason why the Cardinals are winning is their offense and specifically the domino that we talked about on this program being the one that we needed to see fall in order to feel like it might be turning around. Nolan Arenado, and he went off last week. I would wonder if he's going to be the National League Player of the Week. Hit over 400, 1.35 OPS, four home runs, three home runs. Yeah, I uh, can't imagine anyone had a better week than that. I, there, there may have been one, but it's not coming to mind real quickly. So Arenado and the Cardinals hitting, and that is what is getting him home. So you have this offense that looks like it might start firing on all cylinders going up against a combination of uh, Freddie Peralta, uh, Corbin Burns, uh, Julio Urias, mm-hmm. uh, who is Friday, uh, Gonsolin, yeah. then Syndergaard, then Kershaw. So you are, you will be put to the test. Yeah, Saturday didn't get after it. Syndergaard's had a rough go of it. The Cardinals get four of seven, and I would feel quite happy. Yeah, that'd be great. Because on the other side of it is four straight against the Reds, and you got the Guardians and the Royals. So get through this or get it going. Keep the momentum going. Here we go. Yeah, this could be the spark. Uh, Wilson Contreras will be back behind the plate. Um, I wasn't as surprised as I was the previous Saturday, but that's only because I could not have been more surprised by the previous Saturday's news that he was no longer going to be the Cardinal catcher. Uh, And then a week later, he is back to catching, and he will catch his game tonight. Jack Flaherty on the mound for Wilson Contreras' return to uh, catching for the Cardinals. Jackson, what audio do we have? I feel like you were queuing up audio. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we have Mosaic talking about this very situation. This is uh, John Mosaic on Cam Wex Sports on a Sunday morning talking about uh, the decision and then also what uh, sounds like he felt like was too much criticism of said decision. Here it is. And it does go back to Contreras and everything that has happened there because you did want to make an adjustment. You want to make sure that the team is not in in any way, shape, or form uh, disconnected. And if you could get Contreras back to where he wanted to be, um, that was a mission, and here he is. The understanding is he's going to catch Flaherty tomorrow. Is that along the the line that you thought it was going to go in terms of time for him? You know, honestly, I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, I think, like, a lot of people made a lot to do of this and I'm not exactly sure why other than maybe they felt like you know trying to make us look bad or feel bad about it I, I don't know but like to me it's like you know talking with Ollie and the coaches the, the most important thing is to get it right and and so if if we have to take a pause or a time out admit that there there are some things that need to be done differently I, I think you know that transparency and honesty is is fine but you know, it certainly was a rough week week for everybody involved in terms of the public side of things. I think from the baseball side of things, you know, we definitely feel like he's ready to take those next steps. And, you know, honestly, when you look at 
somebody like him who's, you know, uber athletic and a very much an offensive player, but he takes a lot of pride in, in his defense. And so, you know, he certainly wants to get back in there and, and, um, you know, I think from a coaching standpoint, they're going to make some adjustments on how things work, but, you know, ultimately, um, um, he'll be back behind the plate on, on Monday and, and, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, he and Jack can connect and, and have a really good game. It's John Mazalek on Wax yesterday morning. Tom Ackerman was the voice you heard leading into that. Uh, so with with regards to what he said there, uh, I agree with one major point. I disagree with another one. What I will agree with is it's a great thing if Wilson Contreras is the Cardinals catcher and if he is catching effectively, both offensively and especially defensively, during the vast majority of his contract. If you set an over-under of 67% of the games that uh, Wilson Contreras is under contract with the Cardinals to be catcher, I would tell you that I would take the under for the number of games that he would catch. With that said, um, wonderful that he's back in there. I'd love to know what took place between this past Saturday and uh, two days ago when they decided to put him back in there because evidence would be the Cardinals were doing just fine with the Uh, operation that they were running out by winning six of seven, albeit two of those games took place after the announcement was made that he was going to return to catcher. I disagree, and it seems like he he, he feels like there's like a a witch hunt for the Cardinals. I disagree that people were out to get the Cardinals or to look for something bad on that. That is, that's just, I just, if he's talking about, it depends on who he's thinking of. I, I would like to think he's not scrolling through burners and typing his name into search on Twitter. Um, but I, I don't think too many people go oh, Buster Olney's a Stephen A. Smith character right. who just says stuff. Right. I mean, he's a reasoned baseball reporter who's been covering the game for three decades, and he's on this show and on Twitter saying what he's saying regarding that move and how he had to rack his brain to find a move comparable with regards to a position change for a major free agent ever in in baseball history. That's, that's saying something. Um, I don't think he's out to get the Cardinals. I think, if anything, the national baseball writers have a higher complimentary uh, opinion of the Cardinals than local. So I would I would disagree with that. I don't think people are out to get the Cardinals, especially in St. Louis, my God, uh, you know who's who's out to get the Cardinals in, in St. Louis. Right. I personally call it how I see it, and I could not have been more confused by what was taking place. And candidly, I'm surprised that the, the script has flipped in uh, in a week's time. With that said. It's a great thing for the Cardinals if Wilson Contreras is back behind the plate and Jack Flaherty goes out and deals tonight. What a, I mean, that's that's yeah. huge on two fronts. Vindication. Flaherty. Yeah. I don't know if it's vindication, but it's Flaherty and it's, it's Contreras uh, working together. Interesting to me that Miles Michaelis decided to, to pass on the return if Miles Michaelis had anything to do with the decision. Um, I would imagine Miles Michaelis would have to have some voice in the decision. Um perhaps the second most credible in the rotation based on track record and seniority. Um, So he passed on it last night. Kisner hits a monster home run to dead center field, and uh, and he'll team up with Flaherty against the Brewers. But I don't necessarily know what has changed. I just know the Cardinals have changed, and so great 
super surprising, but not more surprising than the original announcement that he was going to be outfielder slash DH. Jackson, your reaction? Yeah, it's just weird to me that like Mosellock is kind of like saying, you know, I'm so surprised that people were, you know, uh, confused by this move. Or in a, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but that's just like when you make this announcement, this major announcement about the biggest free agent signing outside the organization, and you say, you know, he's not going to be the primary catcher anymore. Did you expect people to be like, oh yeah, business as usual? You know, that's a normal thing that teams often do. We had Buster Olney saying he couldn't think right. of a situation comparable. So to me, that's kind of like. I just I I'm generally surprised by that answer. I believe that would fit the definition of gaslighting. Yeah. But um, with regards to it, it's also I respect. Hey, listen, because dealing with it, you know, people go, you start responding to criticism, go you're thin, thin skinned, and if you're responding to like quote unquote cheap shots, I would agree with that, especially if you've gotten to a point where he is, and you know, he doesn't need to answer that. But if people are presenting scenarios, and you go, you know. I understand, take your pick of whatever national writer, because it wasn't just Buster only calling attention to this, but here is the reason that we did it, and here is what has changed over the last seven days, as opposed to a vague, you know, people were just trying to make us look bad. I don't think people were trying to. I think you made yourself look bad. Right. Um, and it wasn't just the decision to pull him from catcher. It was that he was going to be outfielder slash DH, you know, the manager's words at that mm-hmm. point. And then it was the president of baseball operations words 24 hours later saying, no, he's just going to be a DH. And then five days later, he's back to catcher. Right. That's not standard no. operating procedure. As John Denton said, and I don't get the sense that John Denton's rabble rouser guy. No. Uh, he goes, that's not really the way the Cardinals have done business. That's the way like the Pirates and Reds have done business. I don't think people are wanting the Cardinals to fail. Maybe some people are. I don't know. Um, But especially in this market, I mean, it's kind of the summer lifeblood of the community. And I think there's confusion and frustration when you couple it with Jordan Walker getting sent down, which a lot of people didn't like. I personally was on board with the move, with the idea that that meant there would be three consistent starters in the outfield. Um, And the Tyler O'Neill thing, the Zach Thompson thing. And uh, and then you also pair it with Jack Flaherty and Derek Gould at Wrigley Field last week on the velocity discussion. Uh, I don't know if there'll be any velocity mm-hmm. discussions following tonight's game. Something Doubtful. to keep an eye on. But uh, I think that's the reasoning behind it. So I don't think people are out to get the Cardinals, and that's a surprising line to take. Yeah, I would take. But you know, I would I would take the line personally. Do my PR courses here on this show, Jackson. I understand people being confused by our decision to remove Wilson from the catching position, considering we just signed him to a five-year deal, and it was the biggest outside free agent acquisition in our organization's history. And 30 games into his first year, we remove him from his position. That's got to be concerning for people. But behind the scenes, there were a couple of things where there was a disconnection between our staff, our management, and Wilson. And over the last week, those things have been worked out, and we're excited to have Wilson Contreras back at catcher on Monday night. And I think our fans will be excited to see it as well. Does that sound different? Timmy Media. Timmy Media. I really like that. Timmy Media. (laughs) But then again, I'm a man of the people from South St. Louis. I can connect with the people. Right. I'm a populist. That's what I've been described as. Uh, That's everyone I know says, oh, you work with Tim. He's the the populist? That's correct. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I get a chance to work with the great populist. (laughs) So I don't understand it because it comes off as defensive. That's what I'm saying. What that that sounds like is defensive. Yeah. 
because you can understand how a fan base would go, well, have the worst record in the National League, comparable to an organization that's just kind of shut her down until they get onto the Las Vegas Strip, and we were expected to win the National League Central, and we've had a few things go awry in the first month, including moving our, sh- our catcher to uh, the designated hitter spot. But here's the situation. And then lay out the reasoning, as opposed to, I don't know, people are looking to you know, make us look bad. No, you did that. You did that. But the things will happen. And I understand. you got to do I'm, – I'm certain that they didn't just rest on their laurels of the past and go, well, we're just going to pull him. I'm sure they pained over that decision. But you have to understand that it, it is something that looks really strange. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't think the media created the strangeness of it all while the team is in last place. But as I said, I think that the Cardinals are going to wind up doing a hell of a lot better than the current record. I don't really think it was a bold take. But the bigger issue is the five years, if this guy is going to supposedly be the solution at catcher, and you owe him $87.5 million. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service Excellent. Don't forget, we're giving away tickets to the Bud Bash. Uh, for Thursday night's Cardinals and Dodgers for our text of the day. Text into the Air Comfort Service. Text line 314-399-9646. Right now, Jackson will decide who gets that text of the day coming up at approximately 10.55, and then we'll hand it off to BK and Ferrario. We'll take a commercial break, come back with our Little Piddles weekend wrap-up. Indeed. It's next here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and on Toyota 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to CA's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That is Action Jackson Burkett. And today we are giving away your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to this Thursday night's Bud Bash for the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Jackson will unilaterally select the winner. Of the tickets coming up at 10:55, all you gotta do is text in, and maybe it, maybe it's something that that you know is going to appeal to Jackson. Mm. Like I'd really like to see the Nuggets and Heat play in the finals, even though I know everybody else is pulling for the Lakers and Celtics. And here's my reasoning: maybe that would appeal to Jackson. That would that would be great. I would love to give some some hot. So yeah, if you got an NBA hot take. All right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what winds up winning. We're a half hour away because of great time management of the first segment. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> you went deep, baby. Uh, it's time for the Little Piddles weekend wrap up. Woo! Exciting baseball for the Cardinals this weekend, winning Friday and Saturday's game in comeback fashion and winning on Sunday in dominating fashion. What did you see from the team this weekend that maybe hasn't been there as much so far this season? Are these three wins the the type of wins that can give the team a little bit of pep in their step, especially with the tough schedule ahead? No one are now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for sure. That's it. Like, it's night and day difference what the team looks like when he's hitting. That's it. That's the domino. Night and day. Lars Newtbar was doing some raking as well last evening. Absolutely. Uh, Miles Michaelis had two good starts over the last week. I know we were talking about this weekend. Um, I also think there is value to a comeback win that has carryover equity. Mm-hmm. And you get that one, even though in a way it was kind of handed to him with Jansen not being on. But either way, I mean, he's an all-timer, closer, 400 saves. And they capitalize back-to-back days. That gets you going. Because so much of it, I think, 
was they're looking for the thing that they're going to, okay, we got it going. Well, they went into a place with a team that at the time was 22-16 and 16 and surprising people in the American League East, and they went in there and they took all three. You do it in comeback fashion and get a great starting pitching performance uh, combined with your, you know, MVP candidate third baseman going from uh, a liability to the strength that you know he can be all in a matter of a weekend, that's something that can carry over. And it can be perfect timing with what's got to be one of their toughest weeks schedule-wise this season, especially when you look at the pitching matchups. Yeah, It's Peralta tonight, but it's Burns on Wednesday. And then it's Urias, uh, Gonsolin, Syndergaard, and Kershaw. I mean, I can't imagine they'll have a tougher week than that this year. No. I, I cannot imagine. That's, a, that's So that's if they can rake against those guys, wow. 4-7 is a winning week. 4-7 is a winning week. Couldn't agree more, Tim. Uh, yeah, Jackson, what's your second question here in this Little Piddles weekend wrap-up? So as we kind of talked about in the last segment, the Carls now officially have flipped on their decision to put Contreras as DH for the long term. It will have him be the primary catcher going forward. Uh, my basic question is, what is going on? And, uh, you know, why would they make this choice one at, one week after they had made the announcement from last week? Uh, why you think- I can't tell right now if you're reading or you're just acting like you're reading. Because if you're being, what a strange thing to type out. Right. Um, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, because well, it's honesty and media, right? <laughs> I lost my place on my sentence when I looked up to you. And so, was uh, it because of my baby blues that have seduced so many women and a few gentlemen on putting greens over the years? No, I would actually equate it more to the raging attention deficit disorder that I suffer from. Is that right? But, um, well, can just we're just gonna power through it. So you're wanting me to talk, talk about the Wilson Contreras thing? Why would they make the Why would they make the decision when they made it and then flip on it just a week after? Boy, I got to tell you something. I'd love to give you an answer, and I know Dan Orlowski would tell me just to scream and point. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the truth: I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. It's I, so weird. I don't know if in the end Wilson Contreras winds up as the Cardinal catcher and everybody's happy. Then great. It'll be yeah. a confusing little chapter right. on the vinyl edition of 2023, heck of a year, that uh, will be available after the Cardinals win the World Series in 2023. I have no idea what to make of it. I, I'll tell you this, Wilson Contreras is more popular now than he was 10 days ago with Cardinal fans. He certainly is. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, I think Cardinal fans have, in, a, in part, forgotten about the whole thing because the team's been winning. My issue with it has been it's a macro issue and not a micro issue, but that because, again, he's under contract for five years, and that was the off-season priority. Let's find a catcher. Okay, 30 games in, didn't find a catcher. He's now going to play outfield. Oh, I thought we had a logjam. No. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. I also know whatever was going on, if it's a good clubhouse, is not going to ever get leaked. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we're room. not going to know if he's back in there. And I Flaherty pitches a good game tonight, which would be valuable in so many ways because you're playing the Brewers, because Jack Flaherty struggled, and because Contreras is under the microscope behind the plate. Wins across the board. I rarely look forward to a Monday night baseball game in the middle of May, but this one I will be locked in on tonight, brother. Absolutely, yeah. No NBA playoffs also. Um, third question. What'd you think of the pitch clock manipulation Jedi mind trick ability of Wilson Contreras? Big fan to Teddy KGB Kenley Jansen into two pitch clock violations. Second Teddy KGB reference. Yeah, yeah. 
R.I.P. Doyle Brunson. Uh, 89 years old. Yeah. Eventually leading to the Cardinals' late charge on Saturday. Is this good gamesmanship? Is it something that the MLB will need to work on in the coming years? Uh, I think it's something that MLB will probably attempt to with language end. Right. But it clearly worked on Jansen. Who is already kind of... Well, he walked both leadoff hitters he faced on Friday and Saturday in four straight pitches. So I would imagine the Cardinals are well aware of the little fun fact that I have observed over the years is if he's out there doing that, he's just not on. Yeah. You can say that about a lot of pitchers, I'm sure, but you've seen this guy so many years, especially with him being in the National League with the Dodgers uh, and the Cardinals having their battles with them, that you know that he is, if he's missing the strike zone, then he then goes into this mode where either he continues to miss it or he starts guiding pitches and then you can rake. And that's what I think we saw. So Contreras knew he was vulnerable. It's kind of like when the texture's here. They, they sense that they got you mm. and they hit you with a jab and then, yeah. then there's a bunch of six three sixes come in looking to land the knockout punch. And then Jamie Rivers comes. And, and then all of a sudden I hear Jamie Rivers music coming down the hallway, brother. Still cold stunner me. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was why uh, one thing I really like about the the pitch clock like or think is interesting is how base runners are kind of picking up like if a pitcher takes to the last three seconds almost every time in the pitch clock to throw they can pick up on that and it and kind of puts like yeah run on them which is what yeah Edmonds was loving what the Cardinals were doing running on Jansen on Friday night yeah absolutely and if I'm not mistaken last year Jansen was on the Braves and mm-hmm. there was a game late in the season where he totally blew up a ninth inning and the Cardinals took advantage of it like where he was walking guys and just throwing bad pitches and they eventually capitalized on it so they've had a very good history yeah i did that's the thing i just i've seen it enough with him and i'm like oh i just was trying to rush to live bet him on friday <laughs> night when uh, when i saw him walk on four straight pitches all right we got to correct the clock it's 10 35 i thought i was getting out early <laughs> oh players just incapable that's what he is he's just incapable he wants to be better he can't be better he's limited by his inability to manage the clock. That's what the player is. That's who he is. He can't do it. He's geared more towards HD2 and podcasting. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. But we will give away tickets nonetheless. A four-pack of tickets to this Thursday night's Bud Bash, Cardinals and Dodgers. Text in. It's the Mike Matheny bobblehead limited edition giveaway this Thursday night, 314-399-9646. The second half of Little Piddle's weekend wrap-up coming your way, plus the ticket giveaway at 1055. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. St. Louis actor Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. Bud Bash tickets on the line for our best text today, Jackson. Uh, is the uh, dictator of this program, and he will make a unilateral decision on the best text. 314-399-9646. There's a gentleman who continues to send in pictures of Ned Beatty, a specific scene from a picture in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Little little hill boy playing a banjo right beforehand. <laughs> That's not going to win. Jackson has decided. No. 
No, images of, of Ned Beatty just won't get it done. I would I would perhaps vote for him if I had a vote, and I recognize I don't, as he walks into Notre Dame Stadium and says, this is the greatest sight these eyes have ever seen, right? As Sean Astin is about to break through an offensive line and, and take down a quarterback in the yeah, uh, very accurate picture, Rudy. But, uh, but this particular image is not going to get Jackson support. So if you want to continue to send in images of Ned Beatty, uh, I believe he was in West Virginia. Uh, that's not going to get it done today. Not today. Maybe on Tuesday, though. Yeah, it could be on Tuesday. But, um, yeah, and pictures of Rudy also won't get you Oh, a wow, anti-Notre Dame. Interesting. Very yeah, I don't really love that film. but uh, uh, On goodorbad.com, it's good. Mm, oh, yeah. my God. I mean, it's not bad, but, like... It's it's pretty out there. I mean, true I, story, Rudy Rudiger, sir. Yeah, I I I mean, I've heard and uh, I it's just football movies are tough. It doesn't. What's the best football movie? Go. Remember the Titans. Mm. I love Remember the Titans. What about Wildcats, check this out. It's the sport of kings, <laughs> better than diamond rings. That's why we're here to sing football. And then Goldie Hawn goes Wildcats. I've never, I've never seen the picture. Nipsey Russell. Ah, not to be confused with Nipsey Hussle. May he Correct. rest in peace. Uh, uh, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipe. I love Wesley Snipes. Uh, I would say that boxing is the best sport for films. I think that's just like a better sport. Baseball second, and then everything else far behind. Rocky Four. Rocky Four is outstanding. Creed Two, which is basically Rocky Four Part Two, is also great. Um, so yeah, I'm into all of that. But like football movies can be tough because when you recreate the sport, football is a tough one to recreate, you know, on film. Whereas like something like baseball or boxing is much easier to do choreograph wise. So that's my that's my hot take for the day. Right. Do with Jackson it what you owns will. And, and operates goodorbad.com. I have invested in it. Uh, still waiting for a monetization strategy. So we're starting to wonder if we might pull out on that investment. Um, but uh, Jackson promises us great return on investment. And that's usually good enough for me to invest. I don't Damn need right. proof. Exactly. Uh, we, we, we have another question. Is Little Piddle's weekend wrap-up? I'm waiting for the NBA to to arrive, and it oh, still hasn't. Oh, it's coming. The XFL crowned their champs this weekend, and now we have what two. What are we doing here? What and is now, this about? What well, are we going here? Well, it's a good general question. All right, we'll see where this, this is This is the going. weekend wrap-up. Something happened over the weekend. I wrap it up. The XFL crowned their champs this weekend, and we now have two. I'm not asking you to like break down the action, because Lord knows I didn't see it. Uh we have two spring football leagues on top of the crown jewel of American sports, the NFL. Do you think the XFL is a staying power to be around for a long time? If not, what do you think is the long-term plan for the XFL is to be bought out by the NFL? Because outside of St. Louis, doesn't necessarily resonate. Uh, I don't know. First off, I hate the question. Right. I, and I feel like it should, number one, it shouldn't have been in there. And even if it was in there, it should have been like number six because number six, good chance... I, there's no way in the world I'm going to get to it with my time management skills. I think I and I'm have stunned. Five. I'm still really, <laughs> and I'm stunned that the association was behind the XFL. I feel like you're placating the people. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, I am. Uh, or or even the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know you'd have to be briefed on who's yeah. playing. Well, I saw last night that the the Golden Knights defeated the Oilers. I know, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel one way or the other yeah, about the situation. You didn't know that Alex Petrangelo was on the team. He was number Jamie seven. Rivers threw you up against the wall. 
Um, my XFL take, I think it'll be like a farm league. They're getting a lot of guys are getting opportunities yeah. from the XFL to get workouts in the NFL. For sure. Someone from St. Louis, the wide receiver did. But I don't necessarily know if it's going to gain traction. And, and here's the reason. There's a bit of a, a paradox. You want to be in markets where people are excited about professional football. Therefore, you can't be in NFL markets. But NFL markets are usually the big markets. And you got to have a good TV deal in order to have revenue coming in. And now we've got ourselves a problem. You yeah, follow me? Absolutely. I mean, if you put it in St. Louis and markets where there isn't a football team, and I know Orlando had a team, the great Terrell Buckley, self-proclaimed greatest athlete since Jim Thorpe uh, was the coach. But they have the Buccaneers, they have the Jaguars, they have the Dolphins all within relative short drives. People have adopted those teams. They're not like, oh, forget about the Buccaneers or Dolphins. I've got the Guardians now. So it's a tough spot. St. Louis, I guess, will continue to support it because it wasn't about the football thing. It was about the party. Yep. Would agree. You asked for the association. That's exactly what yeah, you're going to get. Go. That, was a, that was a bait and switch. I bet the association was the first question, and you just decided to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, if I had my druthers, which I seldom get. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it right at the outset, but I get it. How about 51 for St. Louis and that Jason That is a Tatum. story that transcends just the lover of the association. 51 yeah. points in a game points. seven? Yeah. And an important thing on that, and I'll just take 30 seconds real quick, Tim. Wow. The NBA is such a narrative-based league. There's a lot of narratives put around guys. And Jason Tatum was staring down the barrel at a brutal narrative in game six when he had three points going into the fourth quarter in a game where they could have lost the series there. And instead, has a huge fourth quarter. Yeah. They win that game. They go to game seven, and he puts out the best performance in a game seven scenario. He flipped. If he would have lost that game where he had no uh, three points into the thir- uh, fourth quarter, it would be a whole different discussion. Is Jason Tatum actually a good right. player? Is it, And now it's completely flipped where now the reigning MVP is now the one getting that bad narrative. I, uh, I would agree with you, and I am pulling for the Celtics. I would love to see Celtics in Lake Show. That's yep. part of my childhood in the 1980s. Absolutely. And uh, if you could see Jason Tatum going up against LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis, you would be handsomely rewarded. This is a good one. I'm going to pivot off this because it, it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Sports media question, how the hell does an NHL playoff game featuring the best player in the game start at 10 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday was this pushed by ESPN? And Jackson, I'm actually going to yield to you because I feel like I either brought this up before TMA or during TMA. And we were talking about the fact that the Celtics and the Sixers were 2 in the afternoon, 2.30 in the afternoon locally. And then you had the Cardinals and Red Sox on ESPN. And that had something to do with why the Golden Knights and Oilers were buried. Is that is this all intertwined? Yeah, and I don't have like I mean, you know I'm not connected into these you know ESPN meetings, but they had Celtics and Sixers. That's an ESPN game that can't be moved. So they put they put that on ABC sister station to them, um, and so they have Sunday Night Baseball. That's on the docket. They can't move that. That's Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. That is concrete. So you have Game Seven of Sixers and Celtics. Put that on ESPN in the afternoon. ESPN can't do anything but put the hockey game on a, on a late start. There's really nothing they can do. They can't bump Sunday Night Baseball. They can't move that to ESPN2. So what they did is they started the hockey game on ESPN2 and then moved it to ESPN2. I'm, the I'm surprised because obviously with basketball and with the NHL, TNT is is the other option. Yeah. That if you know you have ESPN with Sunday Night Baseball, then that would be a night where TNT would have right. the rights. Right, but this is, all, this is all... 
done far in advance. Sure, and, so. and I understand that. My counter would be Sunday night baseball. You have an idea of what day it's on. Right. So, yeah, that that is confusing in that sense that they would have, like, why ESPN would want a Sunday. You know, that seems like it would be TNT. Well, but- Sundays would usually be the Game 7, so that's why I would imagine they would want it, and I understand that, but then my logic would be, then why wasn't the Golden Knights and Oilers right. on TNT? Right, and another thing you could ask is, because the Celtics and Sixers played Game 6 on Thursday, you could have played ESPN Saturday no, night. No, I get what you're saying, but that's... that's, that's uh, negative EV from a rating standpoint to have it on Saturday night. They wouldn't do that. That's fair. So, tough spot. Yeah, it's brutal. Because if you would have given me Gold Knights and Oilers running parallel in a game six of the Cardinals and Red Sox, especially a game that kind of got out of hand with the Cardinals taking control, I would have been all over that. Instead, I'm just like, I'm going to bed. And I wake up, and I was hoping to see the Oilers won. And alas, let me tell you something. You have the complete opposite set of circumstances in the Stanley Cup playoffs versus what you have in the NBA playoffs. And who would have thought the Lakers uh, would be in the spot that they're in, right. uh, considering that they're an eight seed and the Heat are a seven seed, right? My point Heat being an eight, seed. Eight, eight seed as well, that you have star power no matter who wins any of those matchups. And meanwhile, and I know plenty of people love hockey, and I love the Stanley Cup playoffs more than any other playoffs, but you can't tell me that no Leafs with Austin Matthews and the history there, uh, and how they were going all in this year. No Connor McDavid, no Bruins with a record-setting regular season, and then you wind up with Hurricanes and Panthers and and then you know Golden Knights against possibly the Kraken. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, that is a that's a tough putt for the NHL versus really what it could have been in a regular season that you're going, my God, you yeah. know, yeah, Avalanche, the defending Cups champions are out right. by the crack, and I just think it's kind of a mess. I know people, I love the I love hockey. I love the Stanley Cup playoff too. But I got to call it how I see it. All right, Jackson, we got a break. It's a balloon party. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN, driven by Mungana, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Well, here we go. Bud Bash ticket giveaway here on 101 ESPN this week. A chance to win a four-pack of tickets to this Thursday's game against the Dodgers. Limited edition Mike Matheny bobblehead on Thursday. Jackson, you have the uh, power uh, to pick, but the people have the power to get the tickets by going to cardinals.com slash promotions. What have you decided on unilateral power? The winner Name's from Dan from South County. Timmy writes this. Mm. Tim, I'm tired this will do aristocrat waving his outstuck pinky in the face of this South County trash and dangling tickets in front of me like some soul-crushed horse toting around a pumpkin-shaped coach as he yells, Hi-yah! Hi-yah! He knows we're gluttons for punishment and will appease his appetite for watching people beg. Well, this guy won't bow down. Away with you, Jackson. Away! Hi-yah! Give me the tickets, please. That's from Dan from South County. Dan from South County, congratulations. Using the metagame to win, too. Yeah, it was effort. I really liked I, I liked the effort. There. I got the sense, though, that you just wanted to be able to read and have plausible deniability the phrase South County trash. As <laughs> you guys, something that probably rolls off your tongue right, right. so easily just from muscle memory. It's like an association game where someone's like, you know, South County. You're like, oh, trash. Like, Oh, my God. I've never, I, I can't believe it. Well, text in. There you go. Uh, Jackson, Jackson's done it. If it wasn't the Petrangelo thing last week, it'll be that comment this week. As a South City native, I would like to, uh, to, to just say that I am outraged, and I will be on Twitter with 20 different burner accounts uh, trying to get Jackson taken out today. That's what I'm going to do. Best of luck to you.
<laughs> You're invincible. Hey, I don't know if those tweets reach the Central Corridor, so I don't know. My tweets as a South City native keep me from the Central Corridor's Twitter yeah, usually timeline. Is the, that what it goes on? I didn't know that that... The Wi-Fi doesn't recognize it. Like, it's it's wild. I know. It's like but... a VPN. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go because BK and Ferrario are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 1 You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.